Hello, sweethearts. Thanks for joining me today on Love Letters 2, the daily podcast dedicated to wonderful and unexpected things. In today's episode, continuing through our month of muses and makers, it is a love letter to Norman Hartnell and the royal ladies who inspired him. Norman Hartnell redefined what royal style meant. He was the fashion maker for the most glamorous and visible muses in the world, the British royal family. The designs that were born of this partnership not only witnessed, but also helped to shape history. I'm Elise Schmitz, and I invite you to join me today for this love letter to Couturier, Norman Hartnell, and the ladies of the royal family who made his designs famous, coming to you right after a brief word from our sponsors. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Norman Hartnell and the ladies of the royal family. Sir Norman, you were a British fashion designer best known for dressing the ladies of the royal family. You were born in 1901 on London's southwest side. While studying at Cambridge University, you met and impressed Britain's high society, who became your clientele as a couturier. Your first salon was located in Mayfair, and your early career consisted of upper-class women having you design dresses for them and their daughters for debutante season. You also designed for their weddings and court presentations. You became favored by the British aristocracy even over the great couturiers of Paris. It didn't take you long before you outgrew your salon and moved into a much larger one. Eventually, you would become a favorite designer for many of the biggest stars of the day, including Elizabeth Taylor, Vivian Lee, Marlena Dietrich, Merle Oberon, and many others. It was in 1937 that you began your special partnership with the ladies of the royal family. During your relationship with them, they would inspire you to design beautiful and iconic gowns that are still often seen in photographs and exhibited in museums today. Norman, your designs were romantic, feminine, and included a great deal of detail, especially elaborate embroidery. This dreamy and delicate style appealed enormously to Queen Elizabeth, later known as the Queen Mother. However, Queen Elizabeth was not the first royal lady to play muse to you. That distinction goes to Lady Alice Montague Douglas Scott. 
1935, Lady Alice was a high-society bride marrying into the royal family. Looking for the perfect dress for her royal wedding to Prince Henry, Duke of Gloucester, Lady Alice enlisted your help. Prince Henry was the son of King George V and Queen Mary. Prince Henry was the brother of Edward VII, later the Duke of Windsor, and also of King George VI, the father of the current queen. Lady Alice was so impressed with you, Norman, that she enlisted you to make her bridesmaid's dresses also. Those bridesmaid's dresses were worn by the young Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret. This was a pivotal moment in your career because the mother of the princesses, Elizabeth, Duchess of York, was impressed by your work as well. Maybe having another duchess as a client wouldn't have changed your life, but in less than a year, Elizabeth, Duchess of York, would become Queen Elizabeth when King Edward VII abdicated and her husband, Albert, Duke of York, thus becomes King George VI. The relationship between you and Queen Elizabeth, later the Queen Mother, would last until your death. From her, you would gain several other royal clients, including Queen Mary and the ever-chic Princess Marina. But of course, now that you were designing for the royal ladies, every aristocratic and high-society woman in Europe wanted to wear your clothing too. By 1939, you had made London the fashion center of Europe. This was mainly due to your high visibility because of your work with the ladies of the royal family. World War II, however, changed everything, including fashion, especially due to fabric and thread rationing. You shrewdly began to specialize in modifying the aristocratic and wealthy woman's existing wardrobe to abide by the wartime regulations. Your partnership with the Queen also got you a commission to design uniforms for the Women's British Army, British Red Cross, and the Women's Metropolitan Police of London. In 1937, Queen Elizabeth asked you to design the maid of honor gowns for the coronation of her husband. This was followed by designing her wardrobe for a state visit to Paris and her wardrobe for the royal tour of North America and Canada. You had an amazing ability to design clothing for the new queen, who happened to be very short, that made her look distinctive and taller. Queen Elizabeth loved clothing, and you were an integral part of the image she created for herself and her husband. In 1940, Queen Elizabeth awarded you a royal warrant to signify your prominence and importance. When it came to your signature aesthetic, Norman, you believed that more was more. You used to say that you deflapped the flapper, meaning that evening dresses that were short suddenly became long. If something could be embellished, you sure did it. If more ruffles, beads, or details could be added, they always were. You were known for intricate details and an unabashed, glamorous style. No one wearing a Hartnell gown ever faded into the background. Your designs were opulent. You told British Vogue, I despise simplicity. It is the negation of all that is beautiful. Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, bought into this theory wholeheartedly. Her love of your maximalist aesthetic made her the perfect muse for your creativity. Her admiration of you was also shared by her daughter, Princess Elizabeth. 
It was in 1947 that you started with the current queen, when she was still Princess Elizabeth. You were asked to design her wedding dress. The beautiful and elegant design you created had a sweetheart neckline, long sleeves, a full skirt, and a magnificent 15-foot train. The overall look was inspired by Botticelli's Primavera. An especially unique part of the dress were the 10,000 seed pearls and thousands of white beads that were intricately designed and hand-sewn on by a whole team of seamstresses. In fact, hundreds of embroiderers and needleworkers labored for months at your Mayfair fashion house to ensure that Princess Elizabeth had the wedding gown of her dreams. Even more astonishingly, you designed over 150 gowns worn by members of the royal family on Princess Elizabeth's wedding day. This included the bridesmaids' dresses and the dress worn by Princess Elizabeth's grandmother, Queen Mary. It wasn't just Queen Elizabeth II's wedding gown that you designed for her. You created much of her wardrobe for Commonwealth tours, state dinners, and other formal occasions. You were chosen to design a dress for another of her momentous occasions, her coronation in 1953. You decided that the coronation gown should mirror her wedding gown and silhouette, but fittingly, the embroidery and detail would incorporate symbols and emblems of the United Kingdom and Commonwealth countries. Some of these were the English Tudor Rose, the Scottish Thistle, the Welsh Leek, and the Irish Shamrock to represent the United Kingdom. Some of the tributes to the Commonwealth countries were a Canadian maple leaf, an Australian wattle, a New Zealand silver fern, India's lotus flower, and Pakistani wheat sheaves. The coronation dress, with all of its embellishments, took over 3,500 hours to complete. Your next significant royal design was for Princess Margaret's wedding in 1960. This dress is a significant contrast to your typical style because it was very minimalist in its design. This time you chose a layered silk organza dress with a simple silhouette. You took Princess Margaret's petite frame into account when choosing to have the embellishments and beading to a minimum. It was probably Princess Margaret's personality that inspired your choice of a V-neckline, which was considered a bit provocative and bold for the time. Life magazine called the design the simplest royal wedding gown in history. Simple but iconic and as Princess Margaret's wedding was the first televised royal wedding, the dress was instantly a sensation, being copied and imitated by brides all over the world. At the Queen's Silver Jubilee in 1977, you were honored by being appointed as a Knight Commander of the Royal Victorian Order, making you the first fashion designer to be knighted. You were dubbed the first fashion knight by the London Times. Your impact goes on, Norman, and not just through your designs being exhibited in museums or by inspiring current fashion houses. In 2020, Queen Elizabeth's granddaughter, Princess Beatrice, wore one of your gowns for her royal wedding. The Queen had worn the dress on at least three occasions, a state dinner in Rome, the premiere of Lawrence of Arabia, and the 1966 state opening of Parliament. Princess Beatrice 
took the beautiful gown and had it slightly modified with sheer short sleeves, and her grandmother looked on proudly. Sir Norman Hartnell, you continued to make clothing and gowns for the royal family until your death in 1977. Your fashion house continued until 1992, but your legacy will live on forever. Here's to you, Norman Hartnell, and the ladies of the royal family that inspired you. Your designs played a key role in the image of the monarchy throughout the events of the 20th century and are still loved and admired today. Thanks so much for listening to this love letter to Norman Hartnell and his muses in the royal family. Until we meet again tomorrow, darlings, stay in love. Thanks for listening to Love Letters 2, a Hemlock Creatives production. Feel like showing some love to Love Letters 2? We'd love it if you tell a friend or leave us a kind review or even come and visit us on social media. You can find us at Instagram or Facebook at Love Letters 2 Podcast. You can also reach out and email us at loveletters2podcast at gmail.com or visit our website at loveletters2podcast.com. Until we meet again in the next episode, darlings. Stay in love.